Hey, Revelation Wellness friends. We are so glad that you're joining us today. We have a really fun episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast for you. I'm Kara Osborne, and I am going to be your guest host today. And I'm to tell you how excited I am for this conversation. Today, I'm taking over the microphone to talk with Elisa Keaton. You probably know Elisa, but she is not only the founder of Revelation Wellness, but also the fitness teacher and gospel preacher that we refer to as our Mama Keats. Today, I'm asking Elisa listener questions. So things you wanted to know, and y'all had some really great questions for her. So grab some coffee or some water, head out for a walk and hang out with me today as you hear some big news about what's going on in Elisa's life. And as she talks about her answers to the questions that you asked. We're so glad that you're here and you push play. I hope you enjoy it. Peace. Hey, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. My name is Kara Osborne, and I am so glad that you push play today. It is my delight and joy to be here along with Elisa. And we are going to be having a fun, just question and answer episode today. So fun. What you're going to learn is that for the next little while, I'm going to have the honor and privilege along with my friend, Brian, of co-hosting the podcast while Elisa is going to be stepping out for a sabbatical. And so that's very exciting. But Elisa, for, for those of us that may not be super familiar with that term, why don't you tell us? What is a sabbatical? Mm -hmm. Why might someone take a sabbatical? Help us understand a little bit more about what that means. Okay. Well, first of all, let me say, I'm so happy you're here. Did you you tell them who you are? Like give them a little history of you. Do that. That would be really great uh, for me to say. So (laughs) I came through Revelation Wellness Training back in 2014. I was Mm -hmm. actually part of Platoon 10, which Mm -hmm. was a totally different revelation wellness ministry than it is now. How so? How so? The thing that I love about Rev is that it is still completely um, centered on the word of God. Mm. And so I love that. That is one thing about the ministry that has not changed, but everything else is totally, (laughs) totally different. (laughs) When I came on board, there were like what, maybe 10 of us ten, and ten. everything yeah. was kind of homemade and we were all Home's just fun. working our little tails, tails off, off trying to get everything done. And, and now it is very much a grown up, yeah. a grown up organization. Uh, <laughs> they're doing such good work. So many people doing so many good things, mm. but mercy it's different. It's good it it's growth, but it's different. Um, I've loved having a front row seat, watching things grow and change. Mm-hmm. Um, I get to serve in the role of lead instructor. And so that mm-hmm. means I get to help train up new fitness teacher, gospel preachers. Mm-hmm. And it's one of my most favorite things. Um, I love so seeing men and women step forward into the call they've been given. Yeah. And so, uh, I love my little seat at the table and what I get to do here. And I have loved learning from Elisa. Uh, I know that a lot of y'all who are listening today feel the same way. Um, I'm going to say this and she may not like it and edit it out, but Elisa is a woman who, who hears from the Lord, but then she's willing to follow him. Mm-hmm. And because she does that, I can really easily follow her. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's been just a delight and honor yeah. over the last 
eight or nine years Crazy. Uh, to, get to learn from you. So this is super fun. I feel like we're just having a conversation um, yeah. among friends and getting yeah. to talk about things like that. So, and I think that's why we knew when we were praying about, you know, the ministry needs to go on. And we considered as uh, the executive crew, like, okay, Elise is going to take a sabbatical. I'll talk about why in a minute, but what does that mean? Should we just, you know, there are many shows that do best of series and right. just kind of do some replay right. or even just take a pause. Like we could have right. taken a pause, which would have been totally good too. But it's always been my desire that this thing goes on without me because it has to go on to the next generation. Yeah. I'm not doing this for me. I think if anything, if I've done it for the future freedom, which is always sometimes hard because I might not never see the fullness. I know right. that I won't see the fullness of it, but it has to go on. And, and so that's why I thought, you know, there are other people in this ministry that have genuine hearts, have been tilling the soil with us, have lived through much change. And yet the good news is we, as much as we love one another and we really want everything to stay the same, it just doesn't, it grows right. when right. multiplication and abundance just grows and you have to like stay open-handed, wow. even though you grieve. I've, I've, it's so funny you say that. Cause I've heard that from, it's a kind of a, a thing I'm hearing over and over, man, it's changed a lot. It's not bad. It's just changed so much. Yeah. And if I'm not careful, I'll feel like, Oh, you know, like you've changed. Oh, here it is. You've changed. Right. It's, right. It's just that the ministry's changed because it's a bigger thing than me. So yeah. that was the, the desire like, let's let this thing go on and let's give Kara the mic. Kara herself has her own podcast. So she knows how to podcast and mm -hmm. do the things. And she's got her own ministry called wellness witness. So mm -hmm. she's doing it and there's no lack in the kingdom, right? right? There's right. plenty of space for everyone. So she gets to come over here and hold this space along with Brian. You guys all know Brian, who's done our be still and be loves revving the words. I mean, he's just, I yes. told him yesterday, I go, turns out, Brian, you're like turning into the Bob Green of my Jillian Michaels, <laughs> which neither one of us wants to be. But you know what I mean? Like he uh, yeah. loves Jesus, loves watching people be healthy and whole and heal from anything that's holding them back. So yeah, that's why you guys are in good hands with Brian and with Kara. So we want to hang out a little bit today. And yeah, yeah I'm going on sabbatical. I'm going. Okay. On sabbatical. So tell us more about that. What is it? What's it look like? How's it work? Well, I didn't know if something like a sabbatical existed until about seven years ago, almost seven years ago, I was th thrown into a sabbatical. I was forced into one because of all the things that were not well in my heart. And I didn't know it until a disruptor showed up until something went wrong in my life, something I didn't expect to happen. And it knocked the wind out of me, almost knocked the faith out of me. It felt that way. And my board, the board, um, was like, you, you need a break. We need it before you quit. Cause I was ready to quit. I was ready. To I quit. remember, oh. I remember the boxer oh. conversations over oh, that, I was whole, ready to that quit. whole season. Yeah. Crying. It felt so, I felt so betrayed by the Lord. I felt, I, I guess I didn't know that I had this secret equation going with them, the secret formula that if I do this, you'll do that. And we'll mm -hmm. all live happily ever yeah. after. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And right. I'd already lived through a fair share of adversity with my marriage. And now it's like another right. wave hit and I just didn't expect it. And it was a low blow. It really hit in a personal place of some history and pain for me, right. but the Lord wanted to do more healing work. So a sabbatical, what I was sent on one for the three months back then, and I went gladly and 
I think it, it forced me to just be Elisa mm. and just figure out who am I without the ministry? Like the guy's right. like, yeah, you want to quit? Great. Quit. Can I have your attention, please? Yeah. Like that's what I felt. The Lord was like, I just want to be with you. Yeah. So it's been about seven years and y'all know the last two years have been shoey, shoey, as Kara says, and mm-hmm. it's been a lot and God's been good. He's been really good with the ministry kind has we've, man, the team has been good. Oh my yeah. gosh, this right. team, they just deserve valor, medals, valor and honor because of weathering the storms of change and pivoting and pivoting again off a of pivot mm-hmm. and we're still trying to figure it out in some ways of like, what is life like now? Um, but I noticed that here's how I knew I needed an extended break. So on a sabbatical, it's not a vacation. It's just, right. It's a complete pull away. It's, it is a, I mean, I should have looked up like the biblical definition. I don't even know if there is a biblical definition, but it is a form of Sabbath, but an extended sabbatical, the word sabbatical and Sabbath, um, are in line with one another. And, it's not, you're not going to do research. I'm not doing anything other than to go get lost in God, to go wonder in God, to go. Mm. That's my hope. That's what I plan to do is just enjoy him, find real delight in just being me and not having a role and not having an email to respond to. And Mm. trust me, it sounds kind of good, but it's going to scare the the Gigi out of me for a bit as I try to figure it out. For sure. And yeah, so that I, I knew that it was time for a sabbatical. I knew that it was time for a break. And by God's grace, the ministry had the infrastructure to do it. We couldn't have done this about a year ago because there's just too much going on, but we've had some change. We've had some great people come in, great people come in, right? Who have the skill set and have the the wisdom and the competence to say, you can step away. Well, we're going to make this work. But I knew that I needed one. I'll tell the story. Heather won't mind. (laughs) I I know that something's wrong inside of me when what comes out of me. Right. 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 Like it's not what goes in that defiles you. It's what's coming out. And I'm a really optimistic, joyful person. I'm also very direct. I'm also very much a visionary. So I Mm -hmm. I know how to, you know, I, I have a vision, but I also am very like, I try to like, what do you think? Get feedback, get some counsel on it. I don't just like, that. yeah, I don't want to steamroll people. I, yeah. I know that much, you know, with what is it without counsel and plan succeed or don't succeed. So I noticed recently, like probably around March and April that I was just saying things and being very snarky on, on meetings with the team um, not holding my tongue. Like I would just say things really rapidly. I'm like, Oh man, stop it. And then I would feel right. bad. And then I would <laughs> go and make, yeah. I was asking for forgiveness a lot. Right. Like, right. This has got to stop. But the big straw of the camel's <laughs> back was if any of you know, um, Heather in this Aww. ministry, Aww, Heather, her. Heather Johnson is our director of culture. She is what is that movie from Pixar of the girl that has the, does the emotions? What's the movie about the emotions? Oh, 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 oh. In the girl named Joy. Yes. Like, oh, I don't remember the name. But I I've know. Seen it. Feeling, yeah. feel something. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. The the girl who represents Joy is literally, literally Heather. Literally Heather. Yes. It li- and, and it's not, Heather is not Heather out of trying to be like, I'm going to be the happy. She just has the gift of joy. 
Yeah, she and does. She's very optimistic. And sometimes you just wish she would spit or do something, you know, but <laughs> do something. And she, she's at her moments kind of, but not really. She's just delightful. And she's responsible for our instructor. Inside out. Inside, inside out. Inside out. Thank you. There it is. Everyone's okay. like, inside out. Yeah. And she, we were on a call and there was just a lot of decisions to be made, a lot of different things trying to, you know, get through another season of change. Right. And a question was asked of me that was more in line with, with what Heather would know, right. It would be in Heather's wheelhouse. And it was asked of me. So bad. Get ready. I'm, I'm scared of what you're getting ready to say. You're all going to go send Heather flowers and love yes. her. You should... My heart is hurting for her before you even say I know. <laughs> she, they asked me a question and I'm just so freaking tired. And like, yeah. and Heather was on the call and she was just sitting there being delightfully Heather. And I, I said something to the effect of, why are you asking me? Heather's sitting there and she should say something. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, it could have been worse. It could have been yes, worse. It could have been worse, but that is like yeah. snarky. Like, yeah. why are you asking me? Ask Heather if she should know something. <laughs> like, oh my God. And as soon as the words yeah. come out, I was like, who was that? And I yeah. <laughs> right away got off the call. I went to Heather. I'm like, Heather, I'm so sorry. I don't know. My mouth is bad right now. And so then I knew, like, I've got to yeah. ask. Because I really thought maybe I would take one next year in 2023 after things calm down. Right. But it, I prayed about it, talked to my husband a little bit about it, prayed more about it, got some counsel. Like, I think it's time now. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. was just being really in tune with, you know, you could keep going and so many leaders do this, Kara, so many leaders yeah, just right. pushing. I can't right. let go. It really depends on me. Nobody can do it without me. Like, uh, nope, we can uh, do this. And we've spent the last like three months really preparing for it and taking time to get everything in order so that I could go. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Well, that's I think that's a sign of, of healthy leadership, right? Like being yeah. able to step away and know that it's not dependent on you. Yeah. And I've, I've seen such growth in you over the years in that, right? Because mm-hmm. in the beginning it was just yeah. you it literally yeah, was you teaching the classes. It was you making the post. Mm-hmm. It was you writing the emails. It was you creating the curriculum. And so to have to hand that over is hard. It's hard because yeah, it you built it. Um, but such a good model of leadership I think we see that example, you know, in the word of when, um, people, Jesus stepped away, he rested, right? Like yeah. He rested, he got alone with the Lord. Yep. And so, um, I love that you're able to do it. I love that, that the, the option is there for you. I think the Lord's going to bless your obedience. I think the mm-hmm. team is going to be excited for you to rest. And I'm excited to see what you come back with after Oh my this. gosh. I'm trying not to put too much pressure because everyone yeah, right. has said that to me. Like, yeah. I, like as if I'm Moses going up on the hill. I'm I might just come back and have my mouth be better. How about that, yeah. everyone? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so tell us how long you're going for. What does that look like? I will be gone. Um, so when I think they're hearing this next, uh, on Wednesday of next, so August 4th, if it's August okay. 4th today, you guys are yep. hearing this. I'm at... I will be at Rev on the Road this weekend as you're hearing this. And then when I come back, I'm done. So literally my last day, I'll step off the Rev on the Road plane and I'm on sabbatical the 7th through the October, I think it's October 15th. So I guess we want to do this real quick. If you are, you're like, wait a minute, I'm in platoon 29 or I'm like, 
all the things, where are you going to be? We've all, we got it all set. You're yes. all good. We've yes. thought of we're everything. Care of. Not, yes. I'm still going to, you're going to have me around. I have messages for you. They've been recorded. They're from my heart. I'm still a part of it. So you're not being left in the lurch, but you also have very capable hands with the amazing mm-hmm. instructors we have. Yeah. The amount of forethought and planning that has gone into Elisa's sabbatical, like there's a whole spreadsheet and what she does and who's covering what and who's stepping in. And so Crazy. it has been done with great um, intention yeah. and planning and care. And mm-hmm. I think it's such an interesting position here because Elisa, as much as she says, it's not the Alicia, Elisa show, it, you know, people come because they love you and they want to hear from you. And so yeah. um, it's an interesting position, but I think it's been walked out as well as it can be. I think it's going to be really good for new people to step into places of leadership that maybe they haven't. And I hope that it feels like just a joy and delight to you to be able to pause and, and, and stop and not have to do anything to be able to go wonder and God, I love the way you said that. So, So good. And I think my, my hope is one, I guess the great hope when I come back is that there's been a great pruning to realize, Oh, Mm -hmm. I don't have to do that. I don't need to do that. I've picked up a lot of stuff through the years too, that there's just stuff I don't need to be doing so that I can really do the thing that only I can do that brings me great joy from a heart of wonder in the Lord and just delight. Yeah. So I'll say this and then we'll jump into the content of the questions from the listeners. But years ago, um, I went through instructor training, decided to step forward and follow the Lord and leaving my my job and to do this mm. thing full time to really pursue where the Lord was calling me. And, and I am Enneagram type three. I'm an achiever. I like to do things. And so I immediately went into the mode of, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And, and Elisa called and, and she was praying for me. And she said, um, right now you're just to take a nap in the boat. Like, don't yeah. go trying to do anything else. Just take a nap in the boat. And so mm-hmm. that's the picture I kind of get for you right now as you're getting ready to step mm-hmm. out is you're just taking a nap in the boat, right? Like mm-hmm. there will be times when after that, when the Lord's going to say step forward and, and come out and trust me in new places. But mm-hmm. for right now you get to rest and you have worked and listened and served and led. And so um, I'm just really grateful that you get to do that. So we're all really excited for you. Thank you. Good job being willing to say yes. Proud of, tell me you're proud of me. (laughs) Say it. Proud of you. Proud of you. You. Proud of you. (laughs) That's Sarah. That's Kara's tagline for me. Proud of you. I never even knew those of y'all that haven't been around a long time. I never knew that I said it all the time. time. I was recording (laughs) workouts and I finished recording for Rebel TV and they were like, proud of you. And I'm like, what do you mean? And they were like, you said it like seven times. A million times. And I'm like, but I really am. I'm really I know. proud of them. It's genuine. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, okay. All right. So the point of our episode today is for us to get to ask you listener submitted questions. So I'm really excited for you to hear some of these from our incredible Revelation Wellness community. So okay. I've got a list of them. We'll kind of see where they go. And I didn't even look at them. I didn't look at them. I'm like, That's okay, fun. let's go. I want it to be, I don't That's want to fun. plan what I say. Okay. Well, some of these are, are serious. So I'm glad I'm grateful that you're a woman of wisdom because right, here we go. you may need it. But the first one, this will warm you up. We'll warm you up with this one. It says, we know you love to read. Do you ever read fiction? And if you Gosh. do read fiction, what are your go-to fiction authors and what's on your sabbatical list of things to read fiction or nonfiction? Gosh. I 
wish I read more fiction, but yeah. then I don't want to read more fiction. <laughs> right. Right. I, right. I, but I, I feel like I need to, so I'm going to, I'm going to say that in my sabbatical, I will, I will try to lean into a one fiction. Okay. Book. Okay. I'm more of, I am a more of a nonfiction girl. I was talking this with Sophia talking about this to her. Cause she loves nonfiction. I'm like, I just, I want to learn stuff. Mm, I just, I, I want to challenge my brain. I want to learn. I, I want to learn. Um, even if I'm just reading my Bible, I want to learn, I want to commentary like, but I do, I think there is such beauty to, to going on a, into a story. And I think, and I know that it, it's good for your brain and yeah. even your own writing yeah. skills. Um, a lot of great writers have that fiction mm-hmm. love and can mm-hmm. translate it as into a communicator. So I don't, um, but I will. Everyone needs to tell me what fiction book should I read on my sabbatical? Mm. Maybe put that in the in the podcast. If we put this on Instagram, or whatever, put it in the comments. I want a list yeah. of, of of fictional books. I I really mean that. I always am trying to collect the book list of things right. to read. Right. Um, from a nonfiction, but oh, I have so many books. I'm, I'm, I have my, I read off my iPad. Do you read off your iPad or actual books? I'm trying, I'm trying to transition because I buy so many books and then I don't have room to store all of them. So I'm trying to become an iPad reader. Yeah. yeah. I I highly record because I still, if I really love a book, then I buy the actual hard copy and it goes in my library. Yeah. But I, and then your Apple books, you have this ability to like, I'll just take the sample. I don't know if I want to read sample, sample, right, sample. So right, I've right, got right. like samples of all these books yeah. that I'm just stacking up and um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I have a lot of time to do it. I love that. I'm a nonfiction girl too, but then I'm, I'm constantly wanting to like, Oh, that was good. Let me write that down. Oh, I need to learn this. Oh, I could teach these people this thing. Right. And yeah, so it's never true. really like relaxing. Cause you're for me. And I know it's this way for you. If you have the heart of a teacher, you're constantly thinking, I need to learn this so I can teach it. Right. Yeah. Well, and then be, then you learn it to teach it so that you remember it too. It becomes a part of you and it gets stuck with you. So yeah, with you. Okay. Well, maybe the the listeners will have some really great ideas for us. I am sure they will. I love like cheesy. I don't read it a lot, but if I'm going to read fiction, I like cheesy Christian fiction, you know, especially if it has a good like Christmas plot. So not that has me, to- <laughs> don't suggest those to me, you know, like Debbie McComber, right? Like those I little, like Mrs. Miracle, like that make Hallmark movies. I like, I like the books. I do. It's embarrassing, but it's true. So. I love you. And okay. I do not love any of that. I've, I've, if you give me a fiction book, I want it to be like a gritty story. I don't no. want to, well, I don't want a thriller, but I want to like, yeah, I love it. I, I do love um, autobiographies. I don't know if that counts for anything. That's not fiction story. Okay. No. All right. <laughs> All right. Next question. It says finding the balance between work and rest can be challenging. How do you like to relax with your family? Oh man. How do we love to relax as a family? We love to go to art museums. We really, really love like seeing I love seeing something I've never seen before. So we'll, I wish, I wish my kids were more active. You guys, it's true. They're not, Kara, I see you and your kids at the gym. Yeah, it's also all of a sudden. Yeah. Oh, jelly. Didn't happen. Just didn't happen with my children. They almost repelled from it. So it's not like we, I'm going to say yes. Amen. I'm agreeing with that. Sophia's going off to college and I feel like she's going to get bit there by like, oh yeah, extra stuff, you know, moving your body, not the, 
not trying to lose weight situation, but just that social aspect. So I wish we would hike more, um, but the kids won't go. Simon and I, Simon and I will really do outdoor activity, mountain bike, hiking, Mm -hmm. going for walks, um, just more exploration, but like going to museums or going to, um, we'll do like movies, documentaries, our family loves it, just relax and then talk about it. Um, And then we'll try to just, we like to do planned adventure where we get on a plane and go somewhere. New York city is one of our favorite places as a family. Like we're so good. Our family thrives in New York city, the energy and just the things again, art museums and the culture, uh, or just heading over to California or even up to Sedona. So it's more Mm -hmm. like, otherwise we're just hanging out, watching TV, chilling. Right. Right. Um, yeah, it's just pretty laid back. I think Simon and I, as we're getting older, it's just kind of end of the day, we worked pretty hard. We just want to read a book, hang on the couch, yes, veg and really yeah. relax. I think the glimpses we get to see of what y'all do, right? I mean, social media is a highlight reel. We know that, but for sure, the glimpses of what we get to see you do, is just amazing. Yeah. I love, and this was years ago, um, probably around the time you took the last sabbatical, you came back and you started teaching a lot of us about things you had been doing as a family. And it was stuff like, um, intentional time where phones went in a different room yeah. and y'all would have a ball and you yes, toss the ball. And when yes. you toss the ball, you had to answer the question. Yep. So like choosing to be present, like I have yep. seen you model that for us yes. so well. And so I've learned a lot from it. that. Yeah. And then I love when you ride your little scooter, tell us about your little scooter. Oh, my scooter. <laughs> See, that's something that Simon and I do for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. my Vespa, my yeah. lady Liberty, I call her, um, <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. I was it about a year, two years ago, probably around COVID. Simon kind of just got this wild hair of like, listen, we're getting older. We're going to, this is it. We've got a good 10 years of being agile and pretty, you know, fit. And then things start to decline a little bit and your coordination and your more risk factor. Not that we're going to give into that, but just aware we've got a good like 10 years here. He's like, we're going to live it up. I want to get a motorcycle. And I, I didn't want him to get a motorcycle. I was like, right. Right. So he, he finagled me from, he stopped talking about a motorcycle. And one day he goes, what do you think about getting a scooter? I was like, <laughs> and you all know if you've been to retreat, my scooter, I like anything with wheels, scooter, yeah. just these are scooters, yeah. roller skates. Yeah. I love it. And I was like, oh, a scooter. And so he took me to the, you know, motorcycle place and it was a Vespa scooter, mm-hmm. an orange Vespa scooter. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's like, yeah, this will be fun. We'll use it. We, you know, we can like scooter on down to dinner and just have yeah. some fun. And so yes. we, I got all excited about it. We bought it. I went and took motorcycle lessons so I could learn uh-huh. just the, the safety of it all. <laughs> and then I come to find out he went, then he like, I think I'm going to get a motorcycle. Yeah. So he basically buttered the wheels or, yes. you know, he was easy. He idea. was. Yeah. So now. Yes. We do. We love, I love riding my scooter. It's just too dang hot right now. And that's yes. something I will do on sabbatical. I will enjoy the weather change, ride my scooter yes. around. I don't go on like crazy busy roads. I just tootle yeah. around and my neighbors think I'm crazy. I'm sure. And you are going to wear your helmet, right? All the time. Yeah. Are you kidding? All <laughs> the time. I'm like, put your helmet on. You're All scared. the time. Never. I don't know. I won't even like, I can't, I see people like in flip-flops on scooters. I'm like, oh, so I was. Mm. Close toe shoes. Safety class taught you better. That's um, right. <laughs> them, yeah. 
You and your scooter, when we're at retreat, like she said, she has a little scooter and she zips. I don't mean like a motorized scooter. I mean, like a, like a kid's It's a razor scooter. A razor scooter. A foot kick scooter. It goes flying by on that thing and makes it look so easy. So one night we did like relays on the scooters and I thought, I haven't ridden a scooter. I'm sure it's not that hard. And so it was my turn to step on the scooter. And if you don't know me, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big woman. I'm 5'10". And so I get myself on this scooter and I'm push off and get myself a fast start. I bit it so hard. Do you remember? I was <laughs> I like head we over were heels. In, we were in the gym. Across the gym. Yes. Yeah. Everybody was like, oh, is she okay? You're and I'm like, object I'm motion. Object in motion stays in motion. Tuck and roll. <laughs> oh, so, so anyway, it takes some skill to ride the scooter and at least that makes it look really easy. But, I do. Okay, I love fun. it. Okay. So doing things together as a family is super important. Mm -hmm. Next question from that though, is talking about parenting advice. So this listener wrote, given your 21 years of experience, Mm -hmm. we want to know your best advice for parenting teens. Best advice from parenting Mm -hmm. teens, hundred percent, hands down the best advice. Something I coach myself back into several times in a month or a week. Do not parent your children from fear. Mm, Say it again. Do do not parent from fear. There's a saying, I think it was actually Dr. Caroline Leaf that heard it from Copeland, Gloria Copeland, who said, fear for our children is the beginning of their destruction. When Mm. you fear for your children, you actually begin to partner with that that mindset of right. destruction of right. kill, steal, destroy, right? right? The right. enemy is, he, he speaks through fear. And so I have to be aware when I am parenting from fear, right? When I am saying something because I'm afraid. And that's even happening like this past three weeks ago when we were in Hawaii, Sophia said something that really triggered me and hit me. And then I, I felt fear. I felt tons of fear. Oh my gosh, she's not going to do this. And she's not going to like, oh my God, her life. Like I just was down that fear hole and I had to catch myself and then stop and then reorient myself to love to God who is faithful and true. And it's her story is his story, not my story. So I'm like, okay. You know, and and I have to come back to his promises and his faithfulness. And even if like, there's no guarantee of anything, but I will choose to love. And if that, that mindset for me makes me a better parent, better friend, better, it's everything. I think it's the culture of revelation wellness. We believe Mm. the best. Mm. I will not, I will not believe the worst of you. Even if you do the worst thing, I still see the good in you. I still love you. I think that's the heart of the father. And so. Don't parent your children from fear. And if you are parenting your children from fear, then that's the kindness of the Lord to say, hey, there's, I got to get with the Lord on that, that wound, that lie, that thing, because fear is just connected to a lie that you've lived in relationship with for a long time. So, okay. So for people who are listening and they're saying, I don't know, am I parenting in fear? Give an example of what it might look like or sound like if they were doing that. Uh, well, first of all, this is why it's really important that you be in tune with your body, right? You'll feel it. You'll feel angry. You'll feel hot. You'll yeah. feel shaky. You're, you'll get big. You will, um, you know, want to push hard against something or run away. Um, so it's that fight, flight, freeze. Like right. you're not, you're not reasoning, <laughs> right? 
parenting has to be rooted in reason. You can't take your cues from your kids. You have to remember that if they are under 25 years old, they are still working with a brain that is not complete. True. Yeah. So you can't demand them to go to the hardware store for milk. True. They can't yep. get there. And you've got to be the secure place, the, the secure attachment um, that they need so that they have an advocate. You are yeah. playing that role. And if I'm in fear, I'm the worst advocate. And I can tell you, I'm only saying this because probably for the first seven, eight years of my children's life, maybe even 10, I, I was riddled with fear. This is something I always use in a good example. I remember telling my kids when they were younger, because I've had this, I grew up in a home where I was lied to a lot, where mm -hmm. my father would tell me something and it was a lie. And my mom, and it was like, it was just, right. you didn't know what was true. So right. that buries a lot of fear inside of me. Cause what's, what's secure? What's solid here? So when I had kids, I thought the best thing I could do is tell them, let me just tell them what the worst thing they could do is. And I said to them, the worst thing you can do is lie to me. You can do anything else. Just don't lie to me. Like everything, just tell me the truth. Yeah, but the right. worst thing you can do is lie to me. And that is the worst thing you can say to a kid because they're going to lie to you. Their mm. brains are not fully functioning yet. They're going to feel afraid. They're going to feel shame. They're going to, they're, they're, they have sin in them. And right. when they do lie, they need to know that it's safe to come out when God comes and says, Adam, where are you? Right. Mm. But Adam is hiding because of mm. his shame, because of he's deceived God and been right. deceived. And I should have never said that. I said that from fear. I was trying, I was afraid of them lying to me. So I told them that was the worst thing they could do thinking I was loving them, but that's parenting from fear. Yeah. Instead of what I needed to do is parent from love to say, you know, I know you're going to lie to me sometime and I'm going to love you anyways. I hope you can come to me. I am going to love you. It's going to hurt a little bit when we lie because just be honest about what happens when we lie. It yeah, hurts one another, yeah, right. but I'm not going anywhere. Love, love pursues at all costs, mm -hmm. believes, endures, hopes, all things, bears, all things. Yeah. Love perseveres. So that's my best parenting advice. I love when you said you have to stop, you have to catch yourself. You have to reorient yourself, right? Yes, Which sometimes looks like a pause. Like you may need to remove yourself for just a moment, uh -huh. right? Like you need to go seek the Lord and say, I think you taught me this. Maybe like until I can say it kindly, it's not ready, not to, be ready said. to be said, Come right? On. So like, and that's easier for me to implement now that my kids are older, but when they were little, that was even harder because it yeah. was constant. They needed you every second. Yeah. So yeah, it looks different when they're true. teens, but it's the same practice. Like it's yeah. the same thing of saying, okay, let me just step away for a moment until I can remember who I am yep. and what he's shown me and who he yep. is in me. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Amen. Shoo. My Shoo. 12 and 14. So I'm learning this. She's one, coming man. up in my, in my tracks. Mm -hmm. You're doing a great mm -hmm. job. Thank you. I'm learning from you. Okay. Um, next question, sort of the same, along the same lines, what is a piece of advice you wish you had known as a young mom? And that's kind of what we just talked about, I guess. Yeah, it feels the same. I, I think for me though, in terms of the young, younger ones, oh, I wish it's aligned with the same thing. Friends, everyone, you have to do your work. This is why mm -hmm. REF exists. We yeah. believe in therapy. We believe in all those, all this, it's multifaceted on how we get well. Right. Talk therapy is part of it, prayer group, community, church, confession, repentance. But really at the end of it, you've got to know yourself. You've got to know what's going on with you, not be afraid of yourself to then become secure in your God, the God who loves you. So my 
if I could go back and do it again, I would be more rooted in myself so that when my kids were losing it, like if Sophia lost it emotionally, I would lose it emotionally. Same, 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 same. Yeah. Same. And my mom yeah. was the same way. My mom would lose it. I would lose it. Like, yes, oh my right, gosh. right. I'm repeating this. And I repeated it for, like I said, about 10 years of my kids' early formative years. But I tell you what, Kara, I am going to be one heck of a grandparent. That's right. I'm, I'm That's going right. to kill it. I'm going to crush it That's in the parent. trained for. Yeah. Oh That's man. Right. I'm going to yeah. be like, okay, she's losing it. It's all right. Yep, we we're can good. breathe. Yep. We can be here. Oh yep. shit. yeah. And then of course I'll be the grandparent that doesn't have to live with them day and night. <laughs> I'm like, Sophia, I am your greatest asset. Yeah, Jack and yeah. Sophia, I've got done. Yeah. This is going to be great. We're going to get this one, get this one right. So yeah, for yeah. young moms, you have to do your things to like stay rooted take a break. If you go to the bathroom, close the door, whatever, just stay grounded, practice the pause, breathe, and don't take your cues from your kids and be that secure place for them. I love, yeah. I love how you say, um, even to your kids, like you're the thermostat and you're the thermostat Thermostat. and not the thermometer, right? You're the thermostat. You get to set the tone, right? And that's so hard when your kids are like, mom, 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 but you get to set the emotional tone in your home. And so taking the opportunity to do that and allowing the Holy spirit in you to calm you when you feel like, I don't, maybe y'all don't do that, but oh gosh, you like losing Kara, you know me, my mouth Remember, your, your listeners, they're probably, I don't know what Mm. they're thinking, but it's hard y'all. So whether your kids are little or they are teens or they are grown is hard. And what we say with Revel is you're doing it right. Like you're You're going to get it wrong, but you're doing it right. You're going to get it wrong. And then you're going to be doing it right when you know you got it wrong. And then you're going to go make it right. (laughs) That's right. And that part matters just as much. Like our kids are going to know what it looks like to apologize. Yeah. Asking for forgiveness again and again. Mm -hmm. That would be another thing I would say for a little kid, like model that to your kids, go to them and ask for forgiveness, man, you will plant the seed of humility in them and the gospel in them. So as they age, and I think that's something Sophia has grown up now and in the last 10 years, since we've kind of pivoted is that she is able to go, I got it wrong. Can I ask for forgiveness? Mm. So there's just forgiveness flowing in our home. I love that. Okay. So this one is also typically, I guess, about self-control for you, but with your kids, with Jack and Sophia, how did you handle when other people bullied them or were unkind to them? And I need you to teach me because I'm in the middle of middle school land right now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Teach me what to do here. Oh gosh. It was so hard. So hard. It was different for each of them. I would say Jack didn't get bullied as much as he was looked over because he was quite, he was just a smart, quiet kid, right? He never got bullied. I remember one time he said to me, makes my heart melt. He's probably about 12 or 11. He said, mom, you know, I'm not popular at school, but I'm well-liked. And I thought, oh, that's nice. Like people like him, but nobody really knows him, but you know, like they like him and he doesn't get in anyone's way. Um, so I, he didn't really have that when he got to high school, there was definitely, he's never been like a party kid. He's always been like rules are made to be kept, not broken. Right, right, right. right. (laughs) And so he's just kind of kept his head down. I think there were times that I think he felt rejected and we just kind of loved him and told him, listen, your best years are coming. It's Mm -hmm. kind of the revenge of the nerd scenario. Like you're, this is just not the best time. And now he's thriving in college. I mean, he just loves it. He's found his people of like, no, yeah. we, 
you know, enjoy learning and just yeah. he's found his people. So it wasn't so much with him and with Sophia, bullying didn't happen until she got to high school. And that was a real kicker because I had a hard time with that because I don't remember, I didn't get bullied in high school. Mm-hmm. Like, it was hard for me to like, I expected girls to be a lot nice, nicer in high school. Nope, nope. Then I thought, I'm like, so hey, look, you're so kind and you're so funny. And you know, you're, you're, you're such a great person to get to know, but nobody wanted to know her. She was a threat mm-hmm. in many ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and she was new to the school her sophomore year. And I don't, how we did it was I just continued to speak truth over her and my heart would tear with her. And when she was sad, we got to be sad and I didn't try to fix it. Uh, I continued to, you know, just tell her the truth of who she is. And it's a, it's a really hard waiting game, I think in that time. And it's painful. Your heart hurts. My heart hurts. It's worse. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you want to draw your claws. I wanted to like do something to help her out, but that'd be like the worst thing to do in high school, right? right? right. You can't have your mama coming on down to the office and right, right. blowing the horn. So yeah. I just feel for all of our kids who are in the middle school to high school phase. I just say moms pray, pray yeah, right. and that's believe right. and know that, that I feel like the heat is hot and fast on our kids right now intense, the amount of exposure they have to things that can like really, you know, be detrimental to their mental health or even their, their identity. And I just know in a home that is safe and like, they get to take off the backpack and the proverbial backpack of crud that they're carrying, right. They'll get through, they will get through and they will come out not smelling like smoke. Mm -hmm. I've seen it with my kids. I've seen it with other kids. Yeah. Don't get caught up when they make a mistake or do the thing, come back and be that safe, secure attachment for them again, where it's, we're going to get through it. So I don't know if I'm really answering that question. Cause I don't really, I feel like you just have to continue to stay rooted in the word and what God has said and speak it over them without, you don't want to minimize their pain. You've got to sure. be able to hear for their sure. pain and, and not try to fix it because you can't, right. all you can do is pray and and, and pray and pray and pray and wait and wait and wait and wait. It's doing a perfect work that I will say for both of yeah, them. Nothing's they, wasted. That's nothing. Right. The very much the fires they've had to walk through have absolutely produced good character in both of yeah. them. Yeah. Mm. I've had to learn in different situations. Like I'm just going to pray for the Lord to send them a friend, right? Like yes. send a defender, that there will be a person that they yeah. are not alone. Yeah. And I'm, I'm believing that the Lord's doing something through it, but yeah, I don't like when people yeah. don't like me, but when they don't like my kids, it's, it's really, really it's, hard. Yeah. I, I think you and I have a different response to, I'm more, see when someone doesn't like me or like my kids, I'm like this, forget them then. Uh-huh. Right. I think uh-huh. I, from what I know of you, Kara, like uh-huh. you kind of go more like, I wonder why. Yeah. Wonder why. Tell me what, why, 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 why? yeah. Why, why, why do you like me? With me? But like, why don't you like my kids? They're awesome. Right. Like, right. You must not know. You must not, you know, I want to fix it. And that yeah. help a whole lot of things. Yeah. Either. Yeah. Um, that's true. So yeah, that's good advice. Letting them feel what they feel and not, not mm. sweeping it under the rug, but also mm-hmm. I have to be the one that has more perspective that that's can remind right. them this is going to pass. That's like, this right. Is pass, and there's good things ahead and your value is still there and somebody's going to see it. And, that's and right. we can be the one that looks to be a friend, right? All those right. kind of things, but whew, it's hard. Yeah. All right. It's hang not a joke. 
mamas and dads, that's hard stuff. All right. We're switching topics a little bit. Okay. Uh, what new experiences related to fitness training and coaching are you having as you mature in your own body? I love the way they said that. Mature they said that in your own very body. nice. I wish there was, I'm trying to come up, so searching yeah. for the word for people who were aging, older, yeah. yes. seniors. I'm like, I don't yeah. know who those words seem to fit me. I don't know yeah. what I, so if you all come up with a word, we're going to claim it, a good one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, actually I have had quite a little turning point epiphany for my body and where I'm at. I am, I'm not the same woman I was when I was 23 years old teaching, gosh, nine classes a week or 10 classes a week and had all the energy and jump in and could do all the things. Now it was right around 50. My body changed at 50 and I didn't know it, but went into menopause and things were really like it was happening. It was felt and discomforts, aches, pains, brain fog, all the things that come with menopause. So I've become my own little advocate and investigator of what needs to be done and what I have found for me. And I think it's true for a lot of people. And I just came back from my Dia Fitness Convention, the World Convention Mm -hmm. of Fitness, where I took some classes on menopause and aging client. And here's the number one thing I would say they encourage, and I believe it to be true, is that you've got to keep your stress down. Yeah. So stress levels being too high as you age can like literally this where we open ourselves up to chronic illness, disease, sickness. Like if we've got that stress carrying with us, um, into the older age, uh, that's very detrimental. So keeping your stress low. And that also means your workouts have to change. I love a good intense workout, but my body doesn't love it as much anymore. Right. And it's right. not so much, I can do intensity, like get my heart rate up, but I running it's over. It's done for me. I've sailed that uh, ship. I, and I love uh, running. I know I I've know actually had my conversations yeah. with the Lord of, well, okay, I'm going to run in heaven again, Lord, like one yeah. day. And it's just one of those things you have to let go. You just have to continually let go and kind of let something die. And it's not the end of the world. It's just here's what I do know. Our bodies do end like this, this Mm -hmm. thing just will Uh continually break down, but my inward being is continuing to be renewed day by day. That's right. I feel more, more, um, delightfully his and at peace and wise, like all the inside of me, the treasure inside of me is really, really good, but the containers starting to fall more apart. So for me, it's been, um, not, um, I'm really trying to avoid high impact. I have some knee pain that can show up. So impact's not good for it. So again, the running has stopped. Um, I can do power walking. I actually enjoy a really good walk. Um, I my spin bike treadmill. So there's a lot of things I can do. I just try not to, I don't focus on what I can't do and weight training, resistance uh-huh. training. Y'all, uh-huh. I never really, and y'all, a lot of you know this. I don't love resistance training. I'm like a, I love movement. I love heart rate up for me. That is where I clear the pipes in my head. And like I heard from a board on those runs and and moving in that way, it's not lifting weights that I feel like really connected to God, but I've, I've have embraced it more because lifting weights, resistance training, kind of heavy resistance training too, is just really good for your hormones. Um, and it does, uh, mitigate those cortisol receptors from being so active and that a lot of the weight gain that comes for people in their older age is because progesterone 
and estrogen levels lower, and they are right. really good at processing cortisol. But as those go down, there's actually a lot of cortisol in our belly, like cortisol receptors in our belly. So that's why a lot of women get the spread. And if they have stress, they have cortisol. And so that's why I go, don't stress, lift some weights. If you got to stop the impact, it's fine. You don't need all the cardio anyways. Spend more time getting in your body, feeling strong and flexible. And there's a lot of research too for body image for women who are of my age and older. They feel better about themselves, more confident in themselves as they resistance train and feel sure. strong, right? Because yeah. they might not be able to feel fast anymore or feel powerful anymore, but they feel strong. Yeah. And I think that definitely speaks to where I'm at right now. So I've been doing well, all that. I love that you're talking about it. I think we need more examples of people who are willing to talk about aging well, right? And it yeah. doesn't look like we see it portrayed and that's okay. And I'm a little behind you on the journey, but just the difference in your body as it shifts and changes. And like, yes, I'm man. not going to beat my body to death, trying to make it something that was a previous version that was, and I said, right? that's like, wicked. It's yeah. wicked to think yeah. our body will never change. That sounds just like an employee of the enemy. Yeah. yeah. So I love that you're talking about it. I think that's really good. Okay. I think it might be, easy. that's something y'all can vote in on soon as I'm trying to figure out the next book after this book that I'm finishing. But I think I want to, before I kick it and see Jesus, I would like to write a book on aging for sure. I would love it. I would buy it. I'd be your first, okay. your first, uh, you, you can use me as a case study, huh? What do you think? <laughs> I might, I might. Yeah. Okay. This one's easy. You can answer it rapid fire. Are you bilingual? I wanted to say no in Spanish, but no, is it no in Spanish? <laughs> no. <laughs> It says, we know your mom was Mexican, but do you also speak Spanish? Oh, I'm that so was their sad. question. No, no, no. Yeah. no, let me tell you why everyone. I'd like to raise this case because I'm going to talk to my parents one day in heaven about this more. Um, when they grew up, they were in the forties and fifties and there was a lot of prejudice in their community against Mexicans. Right. Mexicans were dirty. Mexicans right. were, you know, clean. You just work the fields and do the thing. And so they, my, their parents were really trying to get them to go you know, assimilate into the culture of sort of success, which is predominantly the white man's culture. And, and so they didn't teach, they taught my parents Spanish, but they, they, my parents were like, we're not going to teach our kids because we want them not, they've got to be really good English. We don't want to confuse them. We don't want other people to know we speak Spanish at home. Like we basically buried our culture to try and climb yeah. a ladder, I guess. And like, so, yeah. I, my parents though later in life did say they regret not teaching us because it ends up, it's a very useful bilingual tool sure. to have. I can sure. imagine. I wish I had it. Yeah, yeah me too. I did, right? do, I did take Italian in college, but um, <laughs> there you go. So, I know, <laughs> it was barely made it through that one. So, um, okay. So you mentioned you'd like to maybe do another book on aging, but this question is, will you ever write a parenting book? Oh gosh. I don't know. No, no, I would yeah. never say never. I, yeah, I've actually been asked right now, the idea of me writing a book for, um, preteen kids, kind of that, but it's more to the kids, which feels hard to write a book to the kids without writing a book to the parents. Sure. So I don't, I don't know. So maybe you never okay. know, but it definitely is a conversation. Okay. Well, while we're talking about books, tell me, tell us about your next book. When is it releasing? And what can you tell us? Well, I can't tell you the title yet, although I can tell you, Kara, once we're off. We do have okay. a title. We do have a, a subtitle. We're working on the actually tomorrow meeting for the book cover. 
Mm, um, exciting. I know it's happening and it will release. It's slated right now to release June 13th, which of 2023. So it takes, wow. You know, okay. It takes a long time to write a book. Well, writing the book is one thing to actually get the book to publishing. Yes. Right. A long time. Plus COVID has pushed a lot of things back paper supply. Right. So my book kept getting kicked back and when to get released. So it'll be June next year. And, um, the topic is really about our ability for the body to store emotion, but also let it go and how to do that Mm. and how to really transform and metabolize our pain. That's really the essence of it. How to partner with God. Um, and I get, I can tell you the subtitle because I won't tell the title title right now is physical and spiritual practices to metabolize pain, banish shame, and love God with your whole self. That's mm. what that book will be about. I need that one too. Um, that sounds really good. <laughs> Excited. <laughs> it is. It's, I mean, it's all the stuff. If you've been following Revelation Wellness, yeah. it's a lot of what we've been doing, but it puts it into a nice sequence of six stages, like kind of where you are and how, where you journey to go to live that. an abundant life. I love body. that. So you're done with all the editing. You've done all your um, edits and now you're waiting on their end. Of I've stuff. got two weeks more of editing. Um, then it goes back to them. And then the high powers of Tyndale have to read right. and agree with everything in it, um, which that'll be, there's a few lines that I have in there. Like Jesus loves the hell out of me. And my editor goes, okay, we're going to let this stand for now. But I just want you to know the acquisition, they might have issue with this. I'm like, I'm fighting for it. So, so, you know, there's things that like in my first book, the wellness revelation, they wouldn't let me say the word boobs. When I talked about having my breast implants, (laughs) they wouldn't let me say boobs. They made, you must call them breasts. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So yeah, we got to, there's a, there's a country song that's out right now that says mama loved the hell out of me. It's like a new country song right now. I'm telling you, maybe Tyndale will hear it. And that's right. Come on, Tyndale. That's there. I don't know. All right, that's exciting. June. I don't, it seemed like forever away when you started writing it's it, but forever now I'm like, away. Yeah, well, I think how quick time's moving. I'm like, June will be a blink of an eye, but it probably feels forever to it's, you. Yeah. This bill's long. Writing a book is like, oh. yeah. And for yet, sure. it's like, you, and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to start another one. What are we going to do now? What, what I'm excited. Yeah. I, I don't, nope. I, I love it. And I hate it. Writing books. I, and then give them birth. Yeah. 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 Oh man. So good. Okay. What is the most challenging decision you've ever made? How did it turn out? And would you have done things differently? Um, well, there's, there's a few, there's, I would, the most challenging decision I ever made. Cause they're hard to say, Mm -hmm. cause then there's a lot of context. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. um, Oh gosh, so they're all really hard because they involve someone and I wouldn't want to right. You don't want to give the details. Yeah. yeah. That's a challenging decision never made. Okay, then Maybe. I'm just gonna keep it honestly, because there's so many challenges. If you all look sure. back at your life, take a minute, there's just been one after another in many ways. Yeah. But I would I would really truly say, like following after the heart of God for Revelation Wellness, mm-hmm. it was one of the most challenging things ever. I didn't have any baseline for it. I have, you said how, you know, you're willing to follow me because I follow the Lord. I don't know. I have no reason to be here other than I have followed the Lord. And yeah. if I stop following him, you should stop following me because we're all yeah. going off a cliff. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. It's going to go sure. nowhere if I stop right. following the Lord. But following him was, and, and with this, not just being, and that's what I think 
you know, I'm an Enneagram eight, everyone. I'm a, I like a challenge. Like, yes, I want to go somewhere with something. So I don't, didn't just want to be a believer. I wanted to actually do something that showed my faith and following Christ. Right. And the most challenging decision was saying yes, when nobody said yes, nobody else would say yes to it. I had one friend in a, in a similar ministry, similar, but different who did believe in me. I think I'm grateful for that. And some other people in the church that were speaking like little seeds of, I see something in you, God's built, you know, planting something in you. And then I would write something and they would affirm it. And so it was just these little steps, but it's been, it was super costly, costs yes. so much. And it continues to cost even, gosh, the tears I've cried in the last year and two years, just, just, it's costly and it's yes. challenging to keep saying yes. Um, but I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't. And in every other situation that I couldn't tell you about right now to protect the, the right. innocent, um, the same thing. We've come out the other side, like, oh, that was the worst and hardest decision that we had to make, or it's not the worst decision, the hardest decision we had to make, but it, it only proved itself to be good. Mm. The worst decisions you'll ever make are the ones that are wrong decisions. That would right. be a good question. What's the, what's a wrong decision you've made and you've, you know, had to redirect, but most of my decisions since following Christ have been just hard, but you do it anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I think what I've seen from your life and what I've tried to live in my own is sometimes the obedience is, is really hard, but the blessing on the other side Mm -hmm. of it, it's always been worth it. It's always been worth it. It might be costly, but it's always worth it. Um, So the Lord uses it. It feels like pruning. It feels like loss, but typically that's the thing that gives birth to whatever's coming. And it matters. That's what I say that following Christ will cost you everything you never needed. Mm. You're just going to lose all the things you never, you thought you needed. Nope. Didn't need that, but I really thought I did. And it feels costly. I can remember conversations we've had years ago where you would say, I, I don't see how we're going to move past this, right? Like, I don't know how this thing's going to end up working out. I don't know how the yeah. Lord could ever redeem this. And then now yeah. we get to stand on this other side and look back yeah. and be like, look what he was doing. Yeah. Right? Like, look what he was doing. What we True. thought was so big. Now it's like, that was nothing. You were just blazing a path for where we were going, right? Oh my gosh. That's so true. And yeah. it's for our protection. A lot of it has been his kindness uh, for our protection that we don't ruin our own selves. So amen. I, I've loved getting to learn from your mistakes. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've learned from that. So I hope other people Praise are God. continuing yeah. to learn, right. That we can be humble enough to say we've gotten it wrong some and amen. John. Okay. This one, you probably could really talk about a lot. Or you may just want to direct them to a resource that Rev has in this area, but they're asking about intuitive eating. And I know we did a review course on this recently, but they want to know for you personally, what does your journey look like? What's the biggest obstacle to intuitive eating? And how is an example of how you into, I mean, it could be a whole podcast in and of itself. That is a whole podcast. Yeah. That we, anyway, you should just, save some of these. Yeah. Um, I will kind of hit the highlight. Uh, yes, I am intuitive eater. Um, I don't follow any diet and weirdly enough, Kara, I can honestly tell you other than the time that I did fitness shows, right. Competition and and competition and I had to shred down. And I think that actually ruined a diet for me. I'm like, I am never doing this again because, you know, dried tuna with some lemon squeezed over it, over Mm. dried lettuce. There's your lunch. Oh gosh. I felt sick. I felt like I had the flu. I was miserable. 
that was probably the only time I really dieted. Um, I've never stuck to diets. Have I like looked at, you know, how much protein I'm getting? Yeah. From time to time, I've never really logged or, but I do pay attention to how food makes me feel. I just, I think I intuitively have. Um, and so that is for me, uh, the baseline of what I eat. I listen to my hunger cues and Mm -hmm. my fullness cues. So that really does require, and I, do I always get it right? No. Are there times I go to bed and my pants hurt? Yes. I ate too much. I drank too much. I feel lethargic. I feel sluggish. So I pay attention to that. And then I just don't generally do that again for a long, long time. Um, and I, I think the, the biggest thing that interrupts that is just being busy, being distracted. Um, if anything, I probably get so busy that I forget to eat, which is terrible. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I should be more like, oh, it's time to eat time to take a break. Um, but that sometimes can set me up for eating too much later in the day, but then I just yeah. adjust. Um, I don't know. What was your other question on that with intuitive you eating? You were asking about examples for it or the greatest obstacle to eating that way. The greatest obstacle to eating that way is to being distracted or disassociated to, to, um, be like eating when I feel frustrated. Oh, there are times, trust me, there are times when I am stressed out and I'm like, I am going to have a glass of wine and some chocolate. And, and I know that I'm doing that, but Hey, right. I know I'm doing it. You're aware, right. I'm aware. And I also know I am not going to, it doesn't often feel good the next day. And that's that. And, um, I, I think just really staying aware, but I will, I wrote a post lately recently. I was praying the Lord. I've been reading some books about intuitive eating, by the way, we have something coming in the new year for all of you. So for everyone, you know, the new year challenges or new year programs, don't do it. Stay with us. We got something for you right okay. in the line of educating us when it comes to getting back in our bodies in relationship with food. Um, intuitive eating is really about trusting your body, mm-hmm. trusting your body. I'm like, yeah, that's good. And I think I do trust my, my body, but the Bible says that our heart is deceitful above all things yeah. who can understand. I'm like, I kind of think the body apart from the Holy spirit, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. So people who intuitive eat and don't know the Lord, um, praise God that they're throwing off the shackles of diets because diets don't work. They don't work. And they're actually very detrimental to your health overall. And, you know, heart disease and all kinds of things are connected to it. So people that are like going, I'm not dieting anymore. I'm just going to trust my body. Fantastic. That's good. But there also, we can't fully trust our bodies because you might get into the pattern of, well, I want some chocolate. That's what my body wants. Or I want something that actually is not good for my body, but Hey, I want it. Okay. So, right. Right. That can't be trusted. I need, I say with partnered with intuitive eating, I need an intercessor. I need mm-hmm. a Holy Spirit to intercede for me to go, hey, Holy Spirit. And that's probably why I don't ever go off into extremes because the Holy Spirit goes, all right, you're going to have that glass of wine and some chocolate tonight. We're not doing that tomorrow. <laughs> just mm-hmm. so we know you, uh-huh. you're not breaking, not sinning, but yeah. it's just not going to be your lifestyle. We're not going to yeah. do that. And so I, I, I hold myself back because- I could do that every day if I wanted to and just like, you know, my body wants right. that. My body wants right. that. My body is deceitful too, apart from the Holy spirit. So that really partnering and having a relationship with, I think sometimes I know our listeners, this might feel hard. Like, how do I have a relationship with the Holy spirit? Well, one is he's the active force of God. So 
get in your body, go for a walk. Let when you feel like the sense of his presence or encouragement, or there's tears coming to your eyes like that, he's talking to you through, through this engagement physically for us here at Revelation Wellness. So since he is the active force of God, the Holy Spirit, then when we're active, we're connecting into that force more. So I have this really ongoing relationship with the Holy Spirit. It really thrives. So I think that's what fuels my ability to eat whatever I need, my body's needing for as long as I need to. And then if something changes, if I get some test results, something's different, then we'll all have another conversation with the Holy Spirit. Right. What do we need to do now? Yeah. And I think you've, you've practiced, right? Like you've practiced listening and, and yeah. yielding to that. And so for people who are like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try this. I feel like having a snicker bar. Well, it's just like you said, like if we just, if we just think what we feel like other than surrendering it to the Lord, it can mm-hmm. be, it can be difficult. And you know, if you and I were being really honest, we've had conversations about this multiple mm-hmm. times, you and I personally, and like, I look at your physique and you have a physique that is is, is healthy from the outside, right? Like if someone was to look at you, they would say, well, she's, she's really fit or healthy mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, people's struggles look different. Everybody's journeys look Amen. different, but surrendered to the Lord. He won't lead us the wrong direction. Yeah. And so yeah. I trust I'm kind of with that process, but it will take practice and yielding. Amen. Over and over and over. And in the end, we got to stop. Food is great you know, all these things with our body is great, but it's not the point of life. Like we For make sure. so much focus on food sure. and what our bodies look like and the clothes we wear and the stuff is like, Oh, stop it. Stop it. So I think you have to be recognizing if you feel tossed about in your intuitive eating or like, yeah, I'd really would like to live free in that. But then you're constantly obsessing inside yes. the wheel of I'm yes. free. You're not really free. So yes. there's, there's a third way and it's partnership with the Holy spirit. Yeah. Anything that keeps us distracted from going on mission to the places he's called us Amen. is not a good thing. So that can be on both sides. Uh, totally. That we're aware of. So, yeah, totally. And, and that's the point you're big on that with your ministry, but hey, you know, you're, you're a mission for your bot. Like you, well, I'm yeah. trained so I can we got be stuff on to mission. do. So I have I stuff to do. Distracted. Yeah. That's right. Mother yeah. Teresa doesn't have time to worry about her thighs. She had stuff to do. <laughs> like yep. It's, yep. It's, it's a real thing. And so if we are really, truly going on mission, and I, that's why I'm not going to have three glasses of wine in a Snickers bar. I'm just going to feel it yeah. the next day. And I yeah. want to feel ready and sober-minded to yeah. live a full life. I think so much of it too, and I know we're, we're short on time. I think so much of it too, though, is we think that if, just like you said with your children and obedience, we think if we do A, B, C, it's going to mm-hmm. lead to D. And that's mm-hmm. not the case. And mm-hmm. so if you're listening today and you're a little bit discouraged about, I've done all the things, my body's not responding the way it's supposed to, and I'm super frustrated. Hear us saying to you that you've been given the body that you need for the call that the Lord's placed on your life. And so we have to stop looking at at other people and saying, well, I've done what they're doing and I'm not getting the same result. Well, you're not supposed to. The Lord called you to come on. That's right. That's right. And I encourage that's why that I, I, everyone hang on, stay on the freedom bus. That is revelation wellness. Hang on because it's happening around us where I think the walls are coming down of what does fitness look like? Like I get it. If you look at my body, people go, Oh, she's fit. Well, who said so somewhere back in 1980, when we all figured out how to bodybuild or do muscle, we go, that's fit. And no one else is that's right. just not true. Yeah. There's, so, there's so much diversity to it. It would be literally like saying the only people in the world are white people. Like, no, there's many colors of people and it's beautiful. And God intended it that way. 
but it's our, it's a shift in paradigm for us. And we have to say no to, oh, that's fit. She's not fit. Mm. Um, and, and truly like I was born <laughs> with muscle. Yeah. You know, the Lord just kind of fitted me for this call. And, um, it, I think it's, it's worked for me and it works against me because I do yeah. realize some people would say, you don't understand my struggle. And I'd be, yeah. I would agree. I don't, right. I, right. I have a different body and let's not get so closed down in, Oh, you know, you're that I'm not like, it's everyone's yeah. body is good. It's a good body. Mm. It's working. Mm. You're upright. You're doing the thing you're called to do. Some of you be able to see more muscle than others. It doesn't matter. Is your yeah belly breathing and filling with air and you have a, a sound mind and your arms can work and legs can move. All of this would get flatlined in a minute. If you found yourself in a hospital, yeah. all of it, you'd be baseline. Right. Oh, oh man, I would do anything to just get up off this bed and walk. Right. Like uh, we get so yeah. tossed about in such a ridiculous, distracted story. Well, I have a lot of things I'd like to say about that, but this isn't the Kara show either. So. <laughs> well, we're going to come back then. When I come yeah. back, we'll do that. All right. My last question I have for you, and then we're going to kind of send you off, Will. But um, this listener said, we look to you around here as Mama Keats. You train and lead us well, but where do you look for mentorship? Who do you look to for mentorship? And why is that important? I'll tell you a funny story when Revelation Wellness first, first began. And I mean, like I was teaching RevFit at my church and I didn't know what I was doing. I was just following the Lord. And, um, I had nobody, I had nobody. I was just beginning to go to church at that church that I was hosting the classes at. My husband was not believing in me at that point it was really hard in our marriage. I was all alone. Mm. Um, my parents were still alive at that time, but they aren't a healthy source of faith or, um, just a place for me to be led. And so I was really alone and I taught a RevFit class, probably like maybe a second or third week there. And all of a sudden this woman walks up to me at the end of the class and she'd been coming to my classes. And she said, you know, I love what you're doing. These classes are amazing. And I feel like the Lord has asked me to mentor you. Mm. Would you be, would you be willing for that? And it's funny at that time, there was another friend that was with me that we did early ministry together. And she too had a ministry. And I remember receiving that invitation as like, yes. Like, where did you come from? You just, you want, yeah. You want to mentor me? Yeah. Yes. Help me. And yeah. she's yeah. 10 years older than me. And I remember my friend being like, no, I don't, who are you? And she was resistant to it. And to be honest now today, that relationship has changed for me and that friend and the ministry that she was leading is in a different place than we are. And I think a lot of that had this humility of teachability, teach me. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what I don't know. And if you know, right. what's up ahead, could you teach me, even if you're two years, three years, five years ahead of me, could you just pass down, you know, information so I can walk straight yeah. Um, so she, her name is Renee. And if anyone is come to revelation wellness retreat, you've been mentored by her. If you're an elite, if you're a leader, part of our staff, she is on, um, she comes and she's wisdom. You know what? She's not perfect too, by the way. She's not my Jesus. Right. Um, there are some things that we see differently, but I do bow to her, her, uh, leadership of giving me feedback. 
I don't have to believe exactly everything, but I, you know, like what she sees, but I do take what she says to me as feedback. And I take that to the Lord. And Mm -hmm. I know, I just don't want to do anything that would um, defame him. So the being teachable. So yes, I do. And it's, it's Renee. I also have a couple other friends in other circles that are women ahead of me. My friend, Krista, Krista, if you're listening, you're definitely one. Um, and I have another group of women, uh, in a, in a group that I've met recently about two or three years ago. So some of them are ahead of me and I can take that, take that input from them. And weirdly now I'm becoming the old person in the group <laughs> in all these groups, I'm becoming the older one. Mm-hmm. So yes, I feel very blessed that Renee came and she also is on our board. If you go to our website, you'll see her face there as yeah. a member yeah, of she's our board. Wonderful. Yeah. Allowing other people to teach you and speak into your life, yeah. specifically those who follow and listen to the Lord. Um, it's yeah. invaluable. Everybody needs other people that are helping point them back the right direction yeah. before they get off course. And especially yeah. when they are. So yeah. I've loved seeing that example um, in your life, Elisa. And I feel like Thanks. you do that so well for so many of us. Mm-hmm. And we'll share this story and then we'll wrap it up mm-hmm. because I think it, it, it just displays who you are. And I know I say it a lot and you've heard me say it a lot, but early on the same, same conversation where I told y'all that I was saying to Elisa, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do all these things. And she said, Kara, take a nap in the boat. And then before we got off the phone, she said, can I pray with you? And I didn't know Elisa super well at this point. I was just a student who had gone through training and she'd started kind of spending time teaching me. And, and when you prayed, Elisa, the prayer that you said was, Lord, whatever you've given to me, can you multiply it and give it a double portion to her? Yeah. Like that's just the kind of leader that you are, um, which has taught me so much that there's not a lack. Like you don't just teach. There's not a lack in the kingdom. You actually believe and live it. And that is so needed in this industry, but in every, every aspect where people are walking that we get enough. And so we can encourage and cheer on other people and pull them along with us. And you do that really, really well. So thanks for teaching all of us that as well. I love you. And I remember that conversation and I remember exactly where I was. I was in my car in a parking lot pulling out. And I, I remember, and I've, I've, that's still true. Like I don't, again, it goes back to whatever you're doing here, double down, do it more there so that it goes on beyond me. So that when I get to heaven, mm-hmm. I see it. Oh my gosh, there was a, there was an increase. And even if it happens now, like it's coming for you. That's why I keep coming to you, Trace, uh, to you, Kara. Like, don't quit. Don't quit. Mm-hmm. Like, you can take a break, mm-hmm. but, you know, stay true. And then who knows what avenue or realm, but you're going to glorify God. You are a woman who cannot help but glorify God, but like mm-hmm. glory and give him credit. And I just think that's potentially why he brought you out of where you were, where you were a little more hindered in that. Now you're really free to do it, but there's also some, you know, less. Yeah uh, secure things because of that. You have to really rely on him. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, So good. So those who are listening, um, I love that you're here. I love that you're learning all the wisdom that Elisa and the other, other hosts share, but also find people in real life community to pour into you, right? Like face to face and and flesh to flesh and and do that for other people too. It matters. Uh, The story you've walked is something that someone else is going to need to learn from. So Well, so good. Okay. Well, we are so thankful for the questions that were sent in so far. Elisa, I think we are getting ready to um, 
just bid you a goodbye as you head out on your sabbatical. And so I hope and pray that the Lord does something new in your heart. Yeah. That just feels like fresh life. I love that you said you want to go wonder in God. And so Uh, for me. And I think for those who are listening, we're just going to pray that for you. I hope that you go Mm. feeling free to fully, um, fully disconnect, fully unplug, Mm. fully be present with the Lord as his daughter and not as anyone that has to perform or do a thing. So we're super grateful for you and the way you've served and led and the way you've taught all of us so very much. So um, we wish you well, and we can't wait to hear what he's going to do. Well, hey, and by the way, I'm not dead. So make sure you reach out to me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You care. I mean, (laughs) listeners can, and here's something to kind of cover. If you wonder, as far as my social goes, I'm going to come off of social media myself personally. I'm literally going to take it off my phone. And, uh, but that being said that I will still have some activity there because we're going to have Ann Jeanette, um, who is our, uh, revelation wellness, um, digital director, everything, me, uh, social media. She's amazing. She so is she's going to be posting there. She'll be putting up content and we've got all kinds of stuff that's been backlogged from the years of stuff. So you'll still see things happening on my page, but just know it's not me. Um, it'll be Anjanette for the time that I am gone. Um, maybe in a, after a break of time, I'll come back into some stories to ease back in, but I don't yeah. know when I'm just going to pull it all off and, you can all pray because I will drop Sophia off at college and mm. then literally be locked out of my email and go wonder in the Lord like a little Girl Scout. Go find the treasures that he has. So, yes, Carrie, you can still reach out to me. And okay. Say, How are you? But the, I, the, team, the team, I told Tracy, listen, if I end up, you know, texting you saying, what are the numbers at for... <laughs> <laughs> for the fall challenge where are we at i said tell me she's like what do you want me to say and i said tell me don't be stupid and just yeah. <laughs> up on me. don't be stupid step away so, step, step away. away yeah well the beautiful thing we know about rest is we rest and then we rise so i'm excited yeah, for you in the resting and uh we're just gonna hold some space till you're ready to come back so we will do our best in the meantime uh to fill your shoes and and to obey the lord and do it where he leads us you're gonna be great i can't wait to listen i'll get to, yeah. that's the fun part i'll actually get to listen to the podcast as yeah, as, as you guys all go along and don't worry everyone revving the words all the things are still going to come your way it's going to be a good time awesome. so thank you okay. kara Thank you. Thank you. We love you. We wish you well. We love you too. um, I'm excited to see what's to come. Yeah. All right. See you later. Peace. Friends, we're so glad that you are here today, and we hope you enjoyed this conversation with Carrie and Alisa. Wasn't it just the sweetest conversation between friends answering some fun questions? Before you go, this is the one last reminder that signups close today for Platoon 29's Revelation Wellness Instructor Training. Swipe up on the show notes to get the link. It's not too late, so get registered today. And would you please do us a favor? Would you share this episode with a friend and then write a review of this podcast? When you share this message and share your kind words, it really does help us spread the good news of Jesus. We hope you guys have a wonderful week. Peace.